If you ever go to Washington, D.C., anyone been there? Yeah, more than those who signed up for the app, actually. It's a bit sad, isn't it? If you ever go to Washington, D.C., there are so many monuments. They have monuments to honor presidents, wars, veterans, great people. You can actually, I'm told, even go on a monuments tour. Has anyone done that? Monuments tour? No, no one's done that. Well, one, I think one hand, I think, or someone was either waving or manifesting. I'm not sure. All right. But uh, you can go on this tour. So, you know, our world loves to honor people, doesn't it? It just, it, it's just incredible. It really loves to do, do that. But it only seems to honor those who are great or those who have achieved something significant. So our world always honors upwards. But where does that leave everyone else? Where does that leave you and me? I haven't seen a monument to anyone here. It's not likely to happen. Do you know that God honors upwards and downwards? Come with me to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. I've never preached on this before, so I'm learning something as I go. Mark chapter 1, 9, 11. Came to pass in those days, Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee, and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus, we see here, is honored by his Father. This is my beloved Son, for the world to hear, in whom I am well pleased. Then we see there that the heavens are opened over Jesus. The Holy Spirit is resting upon him. And he walked under an open heaven. I believe the honor from the Father was one of the reasons for that. But imagine a life lived under an open heaven. God is close. You hear his voice. Prayers get answered. I'm convinced in this new era that God wants you to enjoy living under a greater open heaven than ever before. I'm already experiencing that to a measure, a greater open heaven. It is truly wonderful. But it's not just for me. It's for all of us. But more than that, you can actually help open the heavens over other people. So I want us to look at the culture of heaven. It's Revelation 5 and verse 13 says these words that you're probably familiar with. Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever. I want you just to notice the order. Blessing and honor, and then comes glory and power. Well, we've heard a lot more about glory and power than we have about blessing and honor. But blessing and honor are very, two very important words in heaven, and I believe a key to experiencing a greater open heaven in our lives. The order is really important. Blessing and honor. You see, if you want glory and power, then you need to bless and honor God first and foremost. So many of us want a greater dimension of God in our lives. Is that not true? 
We want a greater open heaven. Well, the more you bless God, the more you honor God, the more you worship God when we're singing, the more you reach out to God to, to exalt Him, the more you serve Him, you will experience the glory and the power. You will experience more of an open heaven in your life. So, so often we want the glory and the power and we're saying, well, God, why aren't I experiencing more? Sometimes we've got to go back and say, well, to what degree am I blessing God? To what degree am I honoring Him with my life, with my talents, with my finances, with my love, with, with everything about me? The two flow together. But friends, it's not only blessing and honoring God. The more we honor people, the more we bless people, it's going to release the glory and power in our lives also. You'll see that, how I explain that shortly. Terry Bone, whoever he was, says, blessing and honor are first cousins. You give one, you get the other. Think about it. When you bless someone, often they will honor you. And when you honor someone, often they will bless you. Sometimes if someone's not honoring you as you might want them to, you might want need to ask yourself the question, how much am I honoring them and blessing them? We've got to reverse the role sometimes, don't we? Blessing and honor. So when you bless someone, hopefully they're going to honor you. So giving and receiving honor is closely connected to how much blessing is going to flow in our lives. And I believe it affects the degree of the Holy Spirit's presence and power that's going to flow in our lives because it does open the heavens. As we move forward in this new era of conquest, acceleration of expansion, more campuses, personal breakthroughs, unstoppable momentum, I believe it's really important that we grow in this grace of giving honor. We need to honor one another. We need to honor the whole body of Christ. We need to honor other churches, other ministries. We need to honor, quite frankly, everyone. Because that is the culture of heaven. Blessing and honor, then comes glory and power. Anyone with me today? I know it's early service, 9 o'clock, and most of you are half asleep. No, you, it's the other group that are half asleep. You guys are wide awake here, so stay awake with me. Satan's original rebellion, what was it? An act of dishonor. Why? He dishonored God. He wouldn't acknowledge God's place and who God was. He wouldn't give him the the blessing, the honor, and the glory. And what was the result? He's cast out of heaven. He was under an open heaven, and he lost the open heaven through dishonor. That's how powerful honor is. Now, honor, what does it mean? It means to put value to something, to respect. uh, You treat it as precious. Maybe the opposite will help you. The opposite to honor is dishonor, to treat as common, ordinary, to disrespect, which is huge today, isn't it? Disrespect of no value. So when you aren't respectful, you're just closing heaven over your life. You're shutting the door to a measure at least. To give honor is to ascribe high value and worth upon a person upon who they are, not what they do. We'll pick up that shortly. I want to show you the connection between honor and an open heaven. 
very powerfully illustrated in Matthew chapter 13. You're going to know this passage well, and it's found in verse 53 to 58. Don't miss this. When it came to pass, and Jesus finished these parables, and he departed from there, when he came to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother Mary, his brothers James, Jose, Simon, and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they were offended at him. Jesus said to, said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Now he did not do many mighty works, heaven closed, because of their unbelief. Now we've heard messages and I've preached them myself. Jesus could do no many mighty works because of unbelief. But verse 53 to 56 gives us the reason for their unbelief. They failed to honor Jesus for who he was. Carpenter's son, mother's Mary, brother's sisters. Hey, he's just one of us. They didn't honor him. And the lack of giving honor, I believe, was probably the main reason why the heavens shut over that gathering. And there were not many miracles. And even Jesus was shut down when he wasn't honored. Incredible, eh? That really impacted me when I read that. When we give honor, it opens heavens. Interesting, isn't it, that this, this episode takes place among family and friends and neighbors. They're the ones who did this to Jesus. And they're the ones most likely to do it to you, your family, your friends, your neighbors, people who know you well, probably because they know you too well. Think about this. As a church, we are family. We are friends. And we are neighbors. If we give honor to each other, it will impact on the amount of God's presence and power that can flow in our services. It will open the heavens over us in a greater dimension than ever before. I've just never seen this before. It's just come like a, a revelation of how important honor is. Let me illustrate it this way. Pastor Steve was with me, actually. I remember going to speak at a leaders conference overseas. Before the meeting, I was honored to such an extent. In fact, they, they lifted me up on one of those, you know, they carry you on their shoulders and there's this throne kind of thing and you sit up there and, and they, they were carrying me along through a crowd up there. Hundreds and hundreds, maybe a thousand people, I'm not sure. They marched me through and the music was playing and all the rest of it. I was honored to such an extent that I was embarrassed. And I even thought, this is not right. I was humble at the same time. However, to this day, I don't ever, I, I can't remember having a greater open heaven over my preaching in every single message that after they honored me to that level. You see, honor opens the heavens over other people. You want people around you to excel, honor them. You want me to excel, honor me. I want you to excel, honor you. And the measure that we distribute honor to others 
friends, it just does something supernatural in the unseen world of the Spirit, and it releases people into the fullness of what God has called them to be and to do. We want to be a church of great honor. Now, the world honors and values people based on what they do, on their success, their achievement. (gasps) Wow, head prefect. Blue squad, all black, warrior, (laughs) you know, ducks. And that's great. I think we should honor that. There's, There's nothing wrong with that. But God values people based on who they are, not what they do. Who are they? They are a marvelous creation of God made in the image of the Almighty. That is worth honoring, friends. You don't have to do anything. You are an amazing creation of God. And He honors and He values everyone equally. He honors you as much as the greatest person on the planet. Because you also are made in the image of God as much as anyone else. He thinks you're amazing. He thinks you're wonderful. He knows that you have amazing gifts, talents, and abilities. Tell the person next to you, you are awesome. Now tell them you are so good looking. Are you with me this morning? Thank you for those three people that are. Let's just touch on young people for a moment. Because I believe as we honor them, you know one way you can honor them? It's not pressuring you seriously, but you can honor them by being here tonight. All that's saying is, hey, I value what you've got to offer. So I'll do what I can to invest in the next generation. I mean, that, that's, that's my life, is to invest in this generation, but also invest in the next generation to, to see them come up and see them go beyond what we've been able to go. And how am I going to do that? I've got to honor them. Because as I honor them, it's going to open heaven over them. And, and you'll hear me in every youth service from the front there, it doesn't matter who's on the platform, great, awesome, well done, go, go whatever. What am I doing? I'm just honoring I'm honoring them. And as I honor them, they do better. (laughs) And it just gets better all the time. So we need to honor our young people because that's going to release them into the full potential. It'll open the heavens over them. Now, Jesus received his father's unconditional approval, listen, before he had done any miracles. Before he'd done nothing. He had taught nobody. And Jesus said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That launches him into his miracle ministry. That gets him to fulfill his destiny and going to the cross to a measure I want to suggest it open the heavens over his life. You are my beloved son whom I well please. He already had the father's stamp of approval before he did anything. I want to encourage you, please, don't withhold you know, don't withhold waiting for, you know, with your children, give them also unconditional honor and approval. Don't wait until they do something good because they may never do something good. But if you honor them now, if you, you know, bless them now, I can promise you they will do something good. They will perform. They will be the best they can be. They're waiting sometimes, friends, for our honor, unconditional honor and blessing. 
And I want to suggest the worse they are, honor them more, bless them more. Don't be stupid about it, but you know what I'm saying. That's what's going to open heaven over people's lives. Think about what has shut down so many people. Why are there so many broken lives, gifts that are just dwarfed and hidden away, talents? You know, we know the talents there, but it's all locked up. Why? I'll tell you why. Dishonor. People haven't been honored. They've been criticized. They've been put down. They've been told they're useless. They're hopeless. They're not going to amount to anything. They're ugly. What is that? There's dishonor. That's not blessing. That's cursing. Just shut heavens over their lives. Then we wonder why people can't emerge to the fullness of what God's called them to be. So if we're going to really do this well, friends, and I'm preaching to myself, believe me, I'm preaching to myself. If we're going to really do this, we can't base our honor and blessing on what they are like today. You can't do that because you did, you'll probably find three people you can bless and honor. You're going to think the rest of you are rat bags and useless. You've got to overlook that and start doing it right now. And hey, if you wait for them to do something good before you give them approval and unconditional love and honor, it may never happen. Every young person, every child and every old person needs to be honored now, today. Not tomorrow, no, no, today. That will open the heavens. Can you see how this message can transform lives? It can transform a church. It can transform a community. It can transform a family. It can transform marriages. Because husbands and wives honor one another. When you honor one another as a husband and wife, it's going to create an open heaven over your marriage and over your home or increase the heaven opening. So we need to value our husband, value our wife, despite their weaknesses. <laughs> Adrian and I often still joke about this, uh, this, this husband. And uh, when his wife was really struggling emotionally, his comment was that he put it down to woman behaving badly and wanting attention. <laughs> I mean, how smart is that? Yeah, that just shut heaven over that marriage. 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to your wife. Is that right? And what happens? That your prayers may not be hindered. What's that? That's an open heaven. Heaven opens over your life when you honor your wife. So I'm going to show you a slide that I showed at our marriage night right now. So here we go. Husband says, I was a fool when I married you. <laughs> I know, dear, but I was in love and I didn't notice. <laughs> All the wives like that one. That's a good one, isn't it? Police officer calls the station. I have an interesting case. A woman shot her husband for stepping on the floor she had just mopped. Have you arrested her, they ask. No, not yet. The floor's still wet. <laughs> You'll get that when you get home, all right? Romans 12, 10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. I, don't, I never know which slides I've given them, so I just check every so often. I can't check in the second service because it's on TV, but I can in this service. This service, I can say anything I like, but other services, I can't, all right? Think an honor giving preference to one another, that's, that's just massive. I don't know how you do that, to be honest. But imagine an atmosphere, the atmosphere in this church, if everyone practiced Romans 12, 10, it would be a safe place. 
people would feel a worth and it would open the heavens over our services. So when we practice honor in our relationships, we open the heavens over their lives, but also over our lives. Remember, go back to the beginning, blessing and honor. If you do it, bless and honor. What do you get? You get glory and power. We're going to increase God's presence in our services, the healing power, the miracles flowing as we honor one another. The English Standard Version of Romans 12.10 says this, outdo one another in showing honor. Mm. Outdo one another. How, how many of you are real competitive? You don't have to show your hands up, but there's a lot, there's a lot of you real competitive. We want to just be better at this and better at that, and we want to beat everyone at this, that, and the other thing. Well, I want to just ask you to throw that all to the side. Become really competitive at showing honor to other people. Be the leader of the pack. Just say, I'm going to outdo everyone in this place at showing honor and at blessing other people. That's what Romans 12.10 is encouraging us to do. The more you are doing that, outdoing others and giving honor, the more you're going to experience the glory and honor uh, and, and glory and power in your life. But you see, what destroys giving honor and blessing so often is putting our needs before others, our wants, our cares. You know, when I am king, <laughs> then it's really hard to honor and bless others because I'm always thinking about me and my circumstance. But Philippians 2, 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain consent. In humility, consider others better than yourself. Tell the person next to you, you're better than me. <laughs> now tell them, you're a lot better than me. Now say back to them, I know that. <laughs> That's what it says though, eh? Consider others better than yourself. We're all sinners, <laughs> saved by grace. You know, I mean, no one, none of us can stand on any kind of pedestal. I don't care what you achieve. Sinners saved by grace. And if your heart was exposed before the world to see, or mine, We'd go and hide somewhere where no one would ever find us again. So the way to honor others is to put their needs, their wants, their desires before ours to consider them better than ourselves. I don't know if you've ever seen these shows in the sky of these planes, you know, zooming around. The Minutemen are known for this, and they would move their jets at nearly the speed of sound. So this was happening one day, and there were thousands who were watching the routine maneuver. They'd done it millions of, they'd done hundreds of times before millions of people. And this diamond of planes pulled straight up, you know, into the sky, and the, the crowd was like aghast at this, you know, their special move, maneuver called the, the, the famed flower burst. Colonel Williams turned his saber hard for a low-altitude crossover. They were going to go real low. Glancing behind, he saw John Ferrier's plane was rolling. John was in trouble. His plane was headed right for a small town by the name of Fairborn. So Williams radioed, radioed and said, bail out, John, bail out, John. But John Ferrier thought he could keep his plane under control long enough to avoid crashing into these houses. He yelled out again, bail out, John. But John didn't bail out. Suddenly there's an explosion. And the plane hits the ground midway between four houses, the only place he could have crashed without killing one, anyone. No one was hurt. But John Ferrier had been killed instantly. An elderly man who said 
with tears in his eyes, said he was headed straight for us. And then he suddenly pulled up and he put the plane down over there. This man died for us. A few days later, John's wife found a worn card in his wallet. And on the card were written these words, I'm third. For him, God came first. Others came second. And he was third. True to his philosophy, John Furrier sacrificed his life for people that he had never met. In honor, giving preference to one another. That illustrates, dear friends, if we're going to move into this genuinely blessing and honor of other people, we must decrease and they must increase. We must decrease and God must increase. Say it how you like, but we have to decrease. Because I think the key to honor and blessing is actually humility. When you're humble and you think accurately of yourself, lowly of yourself, because that's what we are, it's not hard to honor people. It's not hard to bless people because you can just think they're of great value and of great worth. Ephesians 2 verse 3 says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may go well with you, that you may enjoy long life on earth. Do you know it's the only commandment of the ten with a promise? Honor your father and mother. It's going to go well with you, and you're going to be blessed with long life. It's easy for young people, for all of us, old people, to think success in life is a degree, good-paying job, friends, popularity. These are all good, and I hope you get the whole lot. But the Bible also teaches that a key to prosperity and long life is from honoring parents. Even if that's really hard to do, for many people it is incredibly hard to do. Nevertheless, the word of God must stand true. Thank you for that clap. (laughs) Church Unlimited, we are committed to preaching the whole counsel of God. We will not water down God's word because it's hard to handle. And we've got to take the whole Bible and apply it to our lives because the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. No matter how hard the truth is, it will set you free. It will set me free. Now, just remember, honor is something you give. It can't be taken. You have to honor me. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) We like to say that, and I like to say that, but it doesn't work that that way because honor can only be given. It can't be taken. And uh, to demand others to honor us is not going to work. Jesus condemns a religious elite in Matthew 23, 6, it said, They love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. Jesus has a go at them. They were trying to take honor and go and sit in the good place. Just remember, if you ever invited somewhere, folks, always take the lowly seat. It's just smart. It's better they come and say, hey, look, come and sit up the front here, <laughs> rather than say, excuse me, can you move down to the back there? Honor can only be given. It cannot be taken. Can I say, I want you to no longer believe the lie, the lie that you're not as important as anyone else or as important as the big guns, if there are such things. It's a lie. You are as important as every other person on this planet. Can you receive that? Yeah. 
That's honor. If you receive a prophet, if you honor a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. In 2 Kings 4, we're not going to go there, but Elisha meets this Shunammite woman who honors him by providing him for a meal. She had no food left virtually, but she still gives him a meal. She really honored the prophet. Later on, she thinks the prophet's going to be coming through this place, so I'm going to build him a, a room upstairs there. So she honors him a second time. What's the result of all that, folks? Elisha then says to her, what can I do for you? The reward is she gets a son. She had no children, and probably her greatest desire in life was to have a child. As soon as she honored the prophet, or when she honored the prophet, heaven opened over her life, and God did an amazing miracle. That wasn't the only one, because what happens later on is that son actually dies. Then heaven opens again, and that dead child is raised up to life again. This woman went out of her way, in this case to honor Elisha the prophet, received incredible reward and the heavens opened over her life. You see, friends, I can receive, you can receive a reward from whoever you receive, whoever you honor. If I receive a righteous man, the Bible says I get a righteous man's reward. I really hope that through this message, which I'm just about done, you're beginning to see that so much comes back to this whole area of blessing and honor of one another and how it really is a key to opening the heavens over our lives. So if we can overcome, focus on ourselves and our needs and our problems and our status, our position, and esteem others better, than ourselves. Learn to honor others. I believe God will bless us. He will honor us. He will solve our problems and He will meet our needs because it opens the heavens over our lives. So, going back to the culture of heaven blessing and honor, glory and power flows. But blessing and honor comes first. Then we can experience more of the glory and power of God. And we want that to happen in our church. Brothers, sisters, family, neighbors, as we honor one another, as we love one another, we bless one another, then God's going to open heaven over our services and there's going to be greater blessing than ever before. I want to say that God's word to us as a church in this new era right now you know, I've just the thought I've been having about New Era is this. You know, there's, there's no question the expansion, the, it's, all, it's all going to continue to happen. I know that. But you know, in the kingdom of God, the way up is down. You're going to find messages will start to come. I just know it, of going down. Down in God so we can handle the up that God's going to give anyway. Whether we go down or not, I believe the up's going to come. But going down is going to determine how well we can handle the up and the favor and the blessing. So we've got to allow God to take us down. And this, this is taking me down because I'm, I'm thinking, right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to go down deeper into God. I'm going to deal with some things in my life and learn to be more able and better equipped and more willing to bless and to honor because that's going to open the heavens 
over other people's lives, but also open the heavens over my life. But then it can open the heavens over our church. And as heaven opens over our church, it's going to open over our community. Then it's going to open over our city. It'll open over the nation, open the nations of the world. And it all begins right here. Blessing and honor, glory and power. An important key to honoring others is seeing their true worth and their true value. As you honor God, as you honor others, the heavens will open over their lives, but also over your life. It's time for a greater open heaven over all of us and our church in Jesus' name. Our nation as well. Amen.